When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. I'm now recording. Lovely jubbly. I'm recording too, aren't we? A, aren't we a fancy old bunch of podcasters, hey? That's a nice little little room you're in there, mate. Thank you. I didn't know if I'm allowed to talk now because if, you, oh, no, if this sorry. is the start of the intro, I need to stay quiet, right? And then you directly yeah. address the room I'm in. So sorry. I didn't have a lot of, I'm sorry. Let's let's let Sue shut. Shoot, let's let you. Oh, you ne- you need to just shut up. <laughs> You've just made a right balls up, haven't you? What? You've literally just chimed straight in talking nonsense after talking about farting, then going, I want to capture this. Then you just got it all wrong and started talking to the guest about his bedroom. Then you tried to get me to take over but couldn't even pronounce me name. Listen, the part we all know who fucked up first today, and that's you <laughs> when you put those glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew... You're looking really ginger today. <laughs> I don't know why, mate. I don't know why. It might be because I've got my light saving device on my laptop. And it's uh, it's making everything have an amber glow. There we go. How about oh, them? my God. Welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. Uh, I'm Stuart Whiffin. I'm Chris Glasson. Uh, and, uh, well... We, let's let's just introduce our guest because everyone's been hearing him talking anyway. Hello, Scroobius, Pip. <laughs> Hello, guys. How's it going? All right. All the All better. Right. I, love, you I, love, us. I love. I love. I that what people didn't get was that we were just talking and Chris was like, "Oh, we should start recording and capture this," <laughs> and then we captured nothing of any worth whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't want to miss uh, this gold. That's a nice uh, room you're in, Pip. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> the listeners will love that. Oh, God. I just Love think it. people oh. want this sort of start. They've had the, pre, they've had the pre-packaged opening. Uh, not from us now. We yeah. don't do that. But, you know, that's what you get on a professional podcast. But not yeah. here. So, um, yeah. You've been listening to professional podcasts? I actually have um, been listening to one, which I, I found quite interesting. So I might, might throw that in there. By one, one series or, or, or just one episode? Oh, two episodes. That's one. One episode. All right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
Um, well, before we get uh, on with today's chat and Pip's top five, we should thank our sponsors. Um, I'll start uh, rattling them off. I'll start with Love Beer. Uh, love-beer.co.uk he's uh, run by Charles who's been a, a, a long time sponsor uh, and nice guy he messaged us today and if you go and have a little look um, if you scroll back by the time this comes out uh, through our Instagram you can find a picture of five beers they're the five beers that Chris and I drunk with Charles um, when we counted Dan uh, top five things he doesn't like about Land Rovers which was kind of a, a, a kind of bolt on really to us really sort of digging into five proper nice beers and we've spoken about it haven't we Chris yeah. these are really good beers weren't they yeah I mean I'm, so I'm going to literally use the code and order some more of these beers because <laughs> they were yeah. really good yeah it was really well put together and so uh, he's restocked and uh, and if you use the discount code um, LBHCL don't flirt with everyone you know what the last one is P there we go don't tease and you save yourself some money go on in Chris um, yes, our next Just sponsor. Just quickly, is, before Chris does that, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. does it, this is generally, a, 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 you can cut this out if, it, if there isn't a good answer. Was that a two-parter? Because did part two ever come out or did I miss it? Yeah, it was out I remember, the same I, day. I, I just, I've just remembered listening to Charles. Oh, was it out of the week on a different date? No, no, it was out the same day, that, just a few hours difference. Oh, that's why I've missed it. I've, I've yeah. missed it then. I just, it, it just occurred to me. I was like, oh, I was enjoying that that episode. and then Yeah, no, no, it's a few hours difference, matey. So, so, yeah, go back to it and... Yeah, or, or just subscribe. Just subscribe. No, I do Fucking subscribe, the but they won't, it must have just not downloaded. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, an ex sponsor. Oh, I mean, even the guest before he's even said what his top five is, he's now picking up on our inconsistencies. <laughs> as well. I think you forgot to publish. No, no, that I mean, was like... my inconsistency. That was my inconsistency. Yes, but the problem because is because I remember thinking I never finished that. But the problem I did is, did a Chris and said I've I've listened to two. I listened to the first one. I listen, listen. I listened to one, and then I half heard the other one. Well, <laughs> that's m- not a thing. Well, Molly listened to it, so there's a right, right. So there we go. Okay, so um, Molly um, has been listening to a new podcast. Molly's been listening to a new <laughs> is, podcast. Is the truth? Yeah. All right. And then I had to sit in the car and listen to it once, and it was really good. And that was the point I was going to make, but in a, in a different way. Our second sponsor, Egg Fried Streetwear Label. New streetwear label, newest sponsor. They produce hip-hop, punk-inspired streetwear. Wonderful, high-quality T-shirts, graphic designs, hoodies, sweats, caps, beanies, truckers, and um, also handmade denim. And it's all the shit. Sent out, packaged with some really cool goodies as well. Um, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong unless you forget to put in the discount code egg salad, and you will get yourself fifteen percent off with egg fried. Nice. So you can go to eggfried.com.co.uk. Go on, go on, Chris. Pip. Have you seen the film Greed? Oh uh, no, I don't see. That's the one with uh, Steve no, no. Coogan that's the one. No, oh, I thought I thought that I thought that was the uh, the the new set of Rocky films. No, 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 nearly. <laughs> Um, it's it's a new St- Steve Coogan one, but it comes to mind because on on the egg fried adverts you always talk about the denim being kind of a st- step away from the 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 fast fashion thing, yeah, which is really damaging and really bad. And it's yeah. it's about that. It's about the guy wow. who they've made a fictional character, but it's about the real life guy who Amazing. runs either Next or one of these. But it's Coogan. It's, uh, it's, and it's Tim Philip Key Green. Isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, as soon as you Green. said that, it's got to be based on Phil Green, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And they've changed his name from Green. To to greed and uh, or, or yeah it's it's but yeah it's based on him and it's i think you'd you'd really in, 
enjoy oh, it. Ch- there's some, yeah, absolutely. Some I'll, ch- I'll check that out, mate. And um, it's quite funny, actually, because um, talking about fast fashion, we've been watching, um, again, basically, I have to watch what Molly wants, and uh, we've been watching hmm. Skins. And uh, when that was came out was really where fast fashion came from. And I remember when yeah. fast fashion came out, we thought, oh, this is amazing. And actually, you look, you look at it, and it's not, it just doesn't stand the test of time at all. Um, so it's nice to have a to have a sponsor like Egg Fried who are doing that and making homemade homemade uh, products and produce. I'm yeah, all for it. Absolutely, completely. Mm. Uh, Bang Boom Creative is our last sponsor. Um, Luke will be uh, on the podcast. Uh, we should be recording that one night this week, I believe. Um, and so yeah, going to catch up with Luke and uh, celebrate his ten years in the industry doing filmmaking um, and uh, photography and. This one has to come out on Patreon because he said if it gets a general release and too many people hear it, it'll probably get in lots of trouble. Because he's so going to dig out should... some famous people. So that's a exactly. reason to come on to Patreon. Exciting. Absolutely. So come over to patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Hear <laughs> Luke's uh, top top five and, and a variety of other wonderful uh, episodes. Uh, some with our, our wonderful guest today. Uh, drunken episodes uh, like the one we recorded with Ramesh Ranganathan. And uh, uh, the main yes. man, the man of the moment, um, Brett Goldstein, uh, Goldstein, Goldstein, um, who um, <laughs> you can witness some very funny things happening on that podcast. So yeah, go and check that shit out. Um, Incidentally, just what's... touching on, go on, 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 on Romesh. Mm. Um, I mean, I know you're obviously uh, you're not in uh, well in the UK at the moment. Um, Romesh is on. I mean, he was on everything last year. He's yeah. now on everything and everything else uh, at yeah. the moment. Every time I put a chat show on or anything, he's on there. Like, I literally yeah. like woke up yesterday, I'll stick on a bit of uh, Sunday. Oh, uh, coming up next, uh, Rob Beckett, and I thought, wait for it. And Ramesh Ranganathan. And I thought, yep, he's on that one as well. He's on everything. <clears throat> well, good on him. Everywhere. Cashing in, Absolutely. Hey? He's, he's, the fu- he's one of the funniest, sharpest people I've ever met. And... I know, um, well, used to. Yeah, so there's not much competition, S- not slim much. pickings. But that is one of my favourite drunk casts ever because oh, the 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 Zoom one that we did. Because I yeah. said, I think I mentioned it to Stu. The thi- the thing that I loved was we had, you know, award winning one of the funniest people in the world, Ramesh on Brett, w- winning everything at the moment. Yeah, Gr- uh, Golden Globe nominated show. Yeah. And it was Chris that absolutely stole the show well, with his moment with his mum. That was just just absolute. It's the funny. It's the funniest moment in the podcast history, I think. Oh. And I was so pleased it was. Is one of a, my mum one of you lot rather than one of the professional comedians? Yeah, exactly. Well, do you know what's great as well, mate? Is do you remember like if we dial back literally twenty years when I used to start fights on my mum and try and beat her up in front of my mates? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she and she yeah. beat me up in front of my friends, and it was just. Like genuinely, like I genuinely, I wasn't obviously trying to like assault my mum, um, <laughs> but I would try and wind her up to the point where she knew how to really like in, in, inflict pain on me, and uh, she would just she, she would like get my little finger like this, and just squeeze it, and I'd just be squealing on the floor just in front of all my <laughs> friends, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like genuinely as well. I wasn't pantomiming. I'd started something I couldn't finish basically. So yeah. Yeah, bitch. Um, I think we've done all our sponsors now, haven't we? Yeah. Thanks for coming back yeah. on, mate. I, I've really been looking forward to it. Molly's no been worries. looking forward to you coming on. I'm like, well, you're not coming on, you know. Um, <laughs> it's exciting to be 
be back on. Aww. Just speaking of you, of your guys' Patreon, hmm. do you want the unreleased drunk cast? Oh, yeah. I'd love what, that with one. with Big Papa Jay? Yeah. I've still got it, and I've never released it because it's too too messy. I don't know if it's even too messy for your Patreon, but if you want, I'll fire it over and you can make it a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, I could, I could edit it. You might it. want to do some editing. I could edit it, and I could, like, only, like, the worst, the worst <laughs> bits I'll take out, and then we'll just have to put, like, a massive disclaimer on it, Stu. I mean, yeah. like, because, like, with the last episode of the last one... Because Stu looks in. completely uncertain. Stu's yeah. like, I'm not but, sure yeah, if you should I, ever see the I, light I, I was probably the least drunk that night. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Is that the one where we were doing the uh, the Limp Biscuit lyrics with the earphones and we couldn't hear the songs and we were just yep. shouting? Yeah, yep. yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, it was, and, that. and it had <laughs> Justin's amazing story about this about the cinema. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But yeah, anyway, oh, it's, it's an option. It's an option. <laughs> I shouldn't be discussing these things on air, but oh. I saw it the other day in my folder and thought, "Oh, I wonder." Oh, there's one line that he says and that that would just get me caught in now. Yeah, um, destroyed us all. Uh, okay, so um, Pip, what's your top five today, mate? My top five is top five front men slash w- women. Ooh. You could okay. say front persons, but front persons doesn't sound like a thing. So it's, yeah. it's yeah. front men and or women. Yeah, nice. Okay, in, in, in music, yeah? In music, in music, in bands, yeah. yeah. So not yeah. just like, the front of, yeah, mm. yeah, okay. Oh, that's it. It was, yeah, <laughs> not just my favourite fronts of men or women. <laughs> back, yeah, back was disgusting. My top, top five, backs. top five front bottoms. <laughs> they had uh, had a mole on their shoulder blades. Disgusting, but their uh, front of them was beautiful. Ruined it. Their front was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, and and I mean, kind of like. Stu often does. I've kind of imposed a few of my own restrictions because it's a hard mm. category, isn't it? If you try and think yeah. of your top, like it's one that can change all the time. So I decided to, or I found myself th- when I was trying to decide, thinking back to live performances I've seen. So all of the ones on my list, and almost all of my of my honourable mentions are people I've seen live. So it's kind of that okay. was. It felt like a good way of gauging that as well. It's not. The, the be all and end all of it, but yeah, that was kind of, I found is, it as a good a good way to filter things a bit. I do guess. they have to be because they're a front man or and or woman both? Is it do they have to be in a band then? Because otherwise they're an individual artist. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, can't be a solo artist. I also mm. ruled out like the Beastie Boys because yeah. it's like three front men. Yeah. So it's kind of there's not really a front man. It's like if you've got two middle names, you've not got a middle name. So it's the, it's, it's, it's the no, same with the, the Beastie Boys. No, you've what got you've space. got are indecisive parents or posh parents, yeah. which is a curse in and of yeah. itself, I think we'll all agree. Um, exactly. Only joking. Um, right, okay. Is there any other rules? And I'd just like to say, it's normally me who puts the fucking caveats on the rules. Whiffing don't... Right, I mean, there, there was that one time when I, re- I have done some really bad top fives. What yeah, but the- Chris, yours normally feel as if you've put caveats on because... Stu has said what the top five is and you've realised you've not understood it correctly. Top so. five after parties. <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah. So you got, well, my caveat is... It's like, no, you just didn't understand it. That's not a caveat. That's just not knowing what the top five is. 
That was a really bad top five. I apologise. <laughs> yeah. Top five after parties. I was talking about clearing up and stuff like that. People are like, that's not an after party. <laughs> so I got a bin bag and just scraped a plate of olive on straight in there. That's my number three. <laughs> oh, Imagine how annoyed I was with your films of the year one when Chris is pulling out films <laughs> from like 2018. You know it's the film ones that always get my goat because I'm such an obsessive, but by chance, Mission Impossible f- Fallout, I went to see on my birthday in 2018. Oh, fuck so, me. So when he pulled that out as his film of the year, or one of his films of the year, I was like, hey, that was three, that was four birthdays ago, or three birthdays ago. Oh, time flies now that I'm old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well, um, we've, we've flirted around enough. Coming in, what have you got for us? What's your number five? I'm guessing you're doing them in some form well, of order. Again, I'm not. I'm not genuinely not intending to come in and take over. Mm-hmm. But, but can I start with one of my honourable mentions? Just because sure. it's someone. I think Stu can probably potentially guess. It's someone who should probably be my number one, and kind of, I would say, has influenced all the ones on my list. Kind of defined the idea of a front man, but. He's become such an unbearable cunt okay. that I can't, I, I, I can't have him in there. Wow. And not in just that he's got annoying. It's like his unbearableness kind of undoes everything I thought was cool and iconic about him. So, yeah. uh, do you want to have a guess? Uruguay. Uh, Stephen Patrick Morrissey. <laughs> no, it's not. I th- again, as soon as I was thinking that, I thought he might also think Morrissey. It's uh, uh, Johnny Rotten. Ah. Yeah. Well, they're they're they're, they're both. They're both kind of uh, influenced yeah, so many frontmen, right? And iconically, but they've both turned into such fucking. Bellies. What's he? What's he been up to, Johnny Rock? Because I don't, as you guys know, I don't really spend a lot of time looking at the media or, or anything. He's just really. rubbish. He's just r- rubbish. I was watching a punk documentary on mm. HBO oh, the other day. That's oh, not the one where he's sitting there with Joey Ramone. Not Joey Ramone. Um, with um, uh, the well, the the last Ramone. Um, I can't think what his name is. Hey, yeah, A. Ramon and Rollins. It's not that one, is it? Where no, it's not. And Duff McKagan. Not all together. Like, it, all, all of those people appear and do talking heads. And I think Have you not seen the the live no. launch of all of them sitting on stage? No, no, no. Oh, go on, say what you're going to say and then I'll tell you yeah. about it. Because it was just, if you I'm, want I'm any kind of confirmation what a cunt he yeah. is. Oh, I'm, I'm watching this whole series and all these people are coming up who I absolutely adore and giving these amazing stories and insights. And I'm thinking, there's not been anything on the pistols. And then towards, towards the end, he pops up twice. And he's just being... It's that weird thing of... It feels like he's trying to be edgy for today in the way that, that Johnny Rotten always was. But now it just feels cringy and shit and... Mm. Yeah, a, a little bit right-wing and stuff like that. It, like There was always rumours he was... Racist to the the block party lads and and stuff like that. There was all that that came out some time ago, and yeah, it was just on. Even on that, I was like, I really want to hear from Johnny Rotten, knowing that I'm not as big a fan anymore. But then as soon as he literally had a couple of minutes on there, and I was like, oh fuck off, mate. <laughs> it's really it's so weird. I I don't know if it's a recent thing. I know that like he's um, I believe his his wife's been like really ill. Right. And he's been spending like the last few years, like mm. literally, sort of nursing her. Nice one. I mean, he he he's, he he looks, uh, you know, he's he's got to be twenty odd stone now. He's huge. Yeah. It's like very bizarre when you see him now. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a thing uh, where they do like a live kind of Q and A, and it's 
uh, it's going to drive me mad what that Ramones name is. Um, Rollins, Duff, and I think it's uh, Danita from L7. And they're all sitting on stage and uh, and they're talking about punk. And then uh, the, the, uh, Ramon goes uh, and talks about like the kind of New York punk scene. And, you know, because there's obviously always been that kind of thing. It's like, well, you know, was it CBGBs or was it what was going on in the UK? And, you know, yeah, the, the, the 100 club. Was it New York Dolls and all of that? Yeah. And, uh, and then Lydon starts kind of saying that the Romans, you know, didn't really have anything to say. You know, it was all about, uh, you know, just playing rock and roll, which which it was, you know, and yeah. and, and, and I think there's an element of that. And, uh, but, you know, obviously he gets fired back on and just sort of says like, but he's pissed out of his head and he's mm. just being fucking rude. Like, and there's yeah. nothing, there's, it's not laced with anything. It's not laced with anything that you kind of go, oh yeah, but he's just dropped that and that's, fucking on the mic. It's just yeah. horrible to watch. Not even a, he's not really just, even a provocateur. He's just sort of like, yeah, just being antagonistic. He's just, a fucking, he, yeah. he's just yeah. like pissed uncle at a wedding that's mm. spoiling it for everyone. And it's like, you've got a lot of fucking really interesting people on that stage that I'd really like to hear talk. And like, and they're all just looking really uncomfortable. Why he's just hammered, just talking nonsense. But I do think he's done, you know, I've seen him be interviewed so many times on live and, and just be fascinating. And, yeah. and well, interesting. He was always his a really book was intelligent and articulate. Yeah, his book was amazing because it like it was reading that that learned that part of his the amazing frontmanness about him was because of illness. Like you touched mm. upon his his wife being ill. It was because he was in hospital f- for a year, I think, and was mm. having all these these hallucinations. And it's what gave him kind of these boggly eyes kind of thing these eyes that really jump out and have a distinct stare and that was so particularly in those early videos just him staring at the crowd or staring down the lens of the camera was like this is a front man again you compared to the Ramones where it felt they're all one do you know what I mean Johnny felt like the first in my kind of time that felt like or in my when I was going back and looking at stuff he was the first one that kind of went wow that is what a front man is, mm. but yeah, yeah, definitely. Ins- but yeah, insufferable cunt now. Well, you know, it's in the clues in his surname. Right, what's your number five then? Um, my number five is again a easily comparable one. Is Frank Carter? I think just right. as a live performer, he's just such a ball of energy. Um, and again, there is the the young. Johnny Rotten's about him of all the people on the list that have been influenced I think he's been influenced the most and the fact that I saw him with Gallows back when me and Dan were touring like early days of touring in Brighton and they were at the Brighton the festival at Brighton I can't remember what it is Great Escape you've gone to it a few times The Great Escape that's it and um, I'd heard Gallows were good and they were on about half an hour before us in a venue up the road. So I thought, I'll go and watch a bit of the set. And it was just from the, s- the second he took the stage, it was just the energy. And then s- seeing him with Frank Carter and, and the Rattlesnakes in small venues, and then uh, when he moved up to bigger venues and became more, I'm a showman and performer rather than just, I'm going to hurt myself and <laughs> a few people. Um, mm. And it was just, yeah, he just felt like uh, uh, such a complete, gives everything in his performances and you know that he's going to be coming out of that 
exhausted and yeah love it yeah that's a great shout mate like and you know a, a lovely guy as well when you know yeah. he just when you talk to him he's he's articulate he's smart you know and he's all about positivity and love and you know and then what transcends you know how he channels that on stage you know it's so ferocious and and it, like you say it doesn't leave anything you know in the dressing room it's all there and it's all thrown out there and it's just like you say and he's honed that as well to being like you know elements of like a, a true rock and roll front man as well he's you know he knows how to work the crowd as well now he's just yeah, yeah just a fucking great front man even their recorded stuff sounds feels live his vocals to me and that sounds yeah, like that a weird thing it. to say but it does oh, feel raw like, I, I, and he's one of, again one of the many uh, songs that I, you, you you played for me Pip the first time which was Juggernaut um, yeah. when he was in because uh, I really liked the Gallows as well um, I was drawn to him stupidly because I loved the artwork on the first record and that was what made me get yeah, it but um, uh, when he when he was in, uh, when he did Juggernaut which was years after all that I mean even then still it just felt like it, to me it got better and it, it was even it sounded yeah. incredible to hear and it's yeah he has that that power just comes across on just the, on the record yeah he's really good yeah good good Completely. guy I could, yeah I I completely agree, <clears throat> agree there. It's one of the few with a lot of b bands of that kind. I probably would l love being in the room and watching them, but not necessarily want to pop them on at home. Like I never really bumped Gallows at home. I'd like I'd, I'd, I'd watch them live a few times, but I'd put the records on a bit. All right, it's it's great, but I don't, I'm not particularly mm. drawn to just have it on my headphones. Whereas F Frank Hart and, and the Rattlesnakes had both of those things it had that yeah. live element but as I said it's it's as Stu mentioned as well it's it's seeing someone who's so good at what they do still pushed to develop and become something more and, and something different because the fact is his fan base would have been more than happy with a lifetime of Frank jumping in the crowd screaming going mental knocking each other over and insanity but he's chosen to have elements of that still, but also have bits where he is a showman and more of a performer and have that variation. So that's, yeah, always good to see. What, mate, what inspired you to do front men and front women as well? What, what, I just what, found what, myself thinking about it. It was a weird one. Obviously, as I've banged on about a load, I'm, I'm out in Canada on my own. And you, you, you both know I suffer from insomnia sometimes. And this has been really hit and miss out here because it is such a weird, particularly if I've got days and days of not doing much, you get to the bedtime bit and you think, oh, I'm not that tired. <laughs> and so, it's, so there's a lot of thinking and going through your mm. heads. And one of the things after listening to just a, a one of your podcasts, I, I thought, has anyone ever done top five front men? Um, and yeah, I just started going over and over it and kicking people out and sw switching people. And yeah. Kind of. Well, if you struggle with insomnia in the future, um, go to top five bad habits that we released uh, today. I believe um, my number one today as we record this will, will help will help anyone with insomnia. That's what I recommend. Great. Nice. Good shout, man. I'll give it a um, I've not listened yet. <laughs> What's your number four, buddy? Um, my number four is, and again, this is one that a lot of people won't agree with or isn't very credible, but. He could be number one f for me, if I'm honest. Billy Joe Armstrong of, <laughs> of, of Green Day. I just, again, in my teens, I started going to gigs 
I looked earlier and it was when I was 13 because it wow. was in 1994 and from about 13 t- till about 24 t- 25 like when I started doing music I was all about gigs everything was gigs and Green Day uh, were the one band that I saw on the Dookie tour and then I would just see on every tour they ever did and it was Billy Joe he was just so cool had, had such a distinct st- that style about him the the level at which his guitar hung at and again the front man who's playing as well was was a, a lot of the front men i'd experienced until then were mick jagger um dexter from uh, offspring and and all these people who were j- j- just a front man but he could do the cool front man bit of looking up and being all almost as if he's having s- s- some kind of attack as he's singing and then when he's not he can just be going off and spinning around and strumming his guitar it was him and tim armstrong i didn't i didn't put a tim armstrong in in the end um but it was him and tim armstrong that was the two for me that felt yeah i remember at that time they were absolutely everything i couldn't get enough i'd be there i dyed my hair at home i I like betty joe me and rick did uh, uh, me and my mate ricky um both did home dye jobs and yeah, just just w- w- wanted to be that guy uh, in our days of going to club did, nights. Did you give each other dye jobs? Black shirt, or? red tie. <laughs> no, no, we did our own dye jobs, M- mutual dye jobs. Um, but yeah, I, 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 a black shirt, red tie was my night outlook for a long time, and it was all completely Billy Joe Armstrong. And again, it's a weird one because they've gone from credible to, to not credible to credible. To, are not credible over the years, but yeah, what front man? They're, they're, he's absolutely. You know, I mean, I, I'm 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 not a person. I'm not a huge fan. Um, yeah, I like I, I thought of Green Dookie Day was or me record. was that uh, half and half. Um, <laughs> like <coughs> I like um I I like Dookie. I think it's a, a you know a great record. And as a, as a DJ of an alternative nightclub, I don't ever need to hear Basket Case or when I come around ever <laughs> again. Um, yeah. but I just I, I I signed out after that. There was there was one on the set of the album that followed Insomnia. that that I thought was alright. Yeah, that that was yeah. a decent. I yeah. thought that was good. But after that, I did stop buying them as well. Yeah, I'm I, the same. I think I Insomniac was basically where I moved on, and then American Idiot took yeah. them to a completely new audience. I think Nimrod so was, was like, decent oh, cool. as well, but certainly after yeah. Nimrod, yeah. I certainly I certainly didn't. But yeah, sure. I kind of I I kind of get where you're coming from. Uh, but their but, live I mean, stuff was fucking like it's. I think I saw them at say like V ninety eight, was it the year yeah. after? Yeah, it was yeah, uh, V ninety eight, and that was insane. And you know, they, he was just such a performer. And that it was the first time I've ever seen him, uh, uh, front man get someone up on stage and play their part, and just yeah. the, whatever that lad must have been feeling. And I'm sorry to have cut cut into yeah, you here Stu what you were saying um, but what that kid must have been going through to be up there playing guitar to uh, when I come around no I can't, I can't remember what it was it was just I was so pumped up for that kid it's incredible and you've nailed it there as well because that's a really key thing with punk in general but Green Day specifically was it felt so achievable mm. like the, the, the when I come around video looked like just people I know just strolling he didn't look like a front man he wasn't your Dexter from Offspring who had his 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 plaits or anything else he looked like a normal 
a bloke and that's what made it so appealing to so many people that you could be them and then when they're getting people up on stage and going look literally you can come up and be us in 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 this gig it's just so exciting and engaging i think absolutely uh, and, and i think you know as we mentioned with frank carter and you know where he's gone with a you know couple of years ago supporting you know being main support on reading on the sunday you know behind the foods like he's you know i think green day you know and billy particularly become that rock and roll front man he he knows you know their stadium you know they're bands now you know arenas and and to to make that an experience you have to know how to do it i think uh, and he knows how to give that rock and roll experience, you know, of, of yeah. all the kind of when to scream and when to, you know, and just all the kind of cliches. But if you go and watch a band like Green Day, you want that. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you're not yeah. going to get, yeah. you're not going to get free fucking angry calls at CBGBs from Green Day anymore because that's not who they are anymore. They're a fucking arena rock and roll band, and and they're really fucking good at it. If you know, it, I think. Yeah, no, go on, no, no, keep going. No, and I just think for me, if I was going to go and watch Green Day live, I would not expect to be moved in any way, shape, or form. I would be going there to think I am going to have a few beers and I'm going to have a right fucking good time because I'm yeah. going to leave my fucking credibility at the door and I'm going to have a rock and roll fucking laugh. Like you know, it's like if you go and watch fucking Bon Jovi, you know, you know, yeah. you're just going to get all the fucking classics and you're going to have a good time. The, I mean, I've never gone. No, I, I, yeah, I see. We, I see the point you're trying to make, but uh, I think it's fucking offensive. I'm 100% going to see Bon Jovi. I've, I think I've said this before, but I was driving home from a gig once and just had like Virgin or something on, and they had a Bon Jovi gig on the radio. And I'm not particularly a Bon Jovi fan, and I started to get tears in my eyes because they've got those songs that the crowd are going to get so behind and hearing that, but. It's weird because the first year I started going to gigs in 94, the three gigs that I remember were Offspring and Green Day at like Astoria or Brixton and the Rolling Stones at Wembley. And it's mad to think that Green Day have become the Rolling Stones at Wembley. That band I saw with just a few amps and a lot of passion and sweat. And now the band who have got a full stadium show, everyone's singing along. And I think it takes a really specific character to be able to do... The kind of I'm I'm a cool guy on stage, but also have the I'm really enjoying this and really happy to be here. Like you normally get one or the other. You get the yeah. the, the front man who's just enthusiastic, or the strokes kind of we're cool, but I'd rather be at home. And, yeah. and Billy seems to get both. He seems to have that. You look really cool, but then any moment there's a a break from singing or whatever, just the excitement and happiness and glee is uh, yeah electric. Good shot. Good shot. Number three, please, Pip. Number three is um, probably the coolest hmm. person on hmm. the list, I think. Um, it's Karen O. Uh, she'd be, she'd, of, e- of she'd yeah, easily yeah, be. Yeah. yeah, she'd be in mine, mate. I just... She'd be in mine. So, again, and, and in reality, I was probably into that one Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's a record. And uh, the EP that came out before, I guess. But it was also, it was around the time that we were starting to gig and tour as well so i caught them at a few festivals and stuff like that and just she's just a hell of a a front woman i think she influenced and again another one that influenced so many female um singers after that 
just her style, the videos, and again, it happens that the songs are fucking amazing. Um, I think M- M- Maps is still possibly in my top five all-time songs because it's That's just so good. It's ridiculous, and she's just again. It was that era where there was a lot of art rock, and a lot of it did not stand the test of time at yeah. all. A lot of it outside of a two-year span in Shoreditch. You don't want to hear it or you don't want to think about it or look at the clovers again or anything but she was one that yeah just seems absolutely iconic so much energy in all her performances and yeah the epitome yeah. of cool there's not really anyone cooler than karen o uh no, in my books really and yeah that first record i remember when that came out i was working in outback back steakhouse and when i i'd close up and i'd just i'd just listen to that record over and over again and um yeah, she's easily someone to idolise and worship a bit. You can easily fall, yeah, fall for her. She so I'm glad, so glad she's in your top five. She's in mine. Uh, yeah. And again, it's that influence as well. Of I remember at that time as as well that coming out. I was still playing guitar and playing bass a bit and having some jam sessions and and cover band stuff. And it was that instant thing of as terrible as it sounds all the way up because I never saw myself as a front person really I didn't think I could pull that off all before that it was like I want to be in a band with an amazing front man and then as soon as the year years come out it's like where are the women (laughs) we need the call because again it was suddenly it became that appeal of a front woman is now the coolest thing which I hadn't been into that many female-led bands other than again that punk era your L7s and things and no actually a Courtney Love, fair play. I loved Hole, but there weren't loads that I was no, influenced there was, by yeah, and, in, and in that thing. about. And that was Absolutely. one that you were instantly like, I wish I knew someone who could be, who I could just be in the background playing guitar or bass or whatever else and, and, and let them be this amazing god. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yes. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, I think she's, uh, yeah, just absolutely incredible. I don't know. She done. She put a, a, uh, a track out with, uh, was it Faris from the Horrors? 
Who did she do her track with? Um, yeah, it last was. Last year, it was, was, was brilliant. Um, but in regards to the yeah, 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 I don't know if they're still on a, a hiatus or, or, or what. I've not heard anything from them no. for a, a long, long time. No, I haven't. Uh, she did uh, a thing on her Instagram story, or, or on her Instagram l- l- last year, because I think it was like the 15-year or 20-year anniversary of Maps, maybe, and she just performed it in her cupboard at home with her daughter kind of doing a countdown as the start. And it was like, you're now a mum embracing mum life and you're still cooler than anyone currently touring and gigging or doing any of that other stuff. It was just... yeah. When you talk about Art Rock, they did absolutely... I think they did it over Zoom, actually. I think her... her, Yeah, I I think in the video she had the guitarist, the, 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 the other kind of key force in the year years on like an iPad and they performed it as this yeah this isolation thing and it was cool as shit it wasn't with Faris it was a record she'd done with Danger Mass that's uh, what I meant Chris was implying that yeah no mm. yeah. I could see that uh, in his the, eyes thanks, that thanks bit. Danger Mouse the, the single was called Woman and it was fucking brilliant um, yeah yeah that's uh, that's worth a listen yeah it was in Chris's eyes I thought she did a song with Penfold. What the fuck's he talking mm. about? But I misread it. It was Danger Mouse. Yeah, yeah. It's it was cool. Danger yeah. Mouse that he was trying to imply. Have you got yeah, any Stu? Nice. Can you risk throwing one in Stu without ruining? Because I've I've ruined a few of Stu's top fives recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, your five was my one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was a great start. Um, um, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, off the top of my head. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, any of yours from Manchester, Pip? No. Um, I think Ian Curtis was an incredible front man. Um, oh, do you know what? Yeah. No, I'm going to throw one in the... Uh, uh, Just one! Australian, Just Pip? one! Fucking no, no, no Australians. Your, no. In which case, then I'm going to go uh, front man of the bad seeds. I'm going to go Nick Cave. Um, right, yeah. I think he's uh, uh, an incredible front man. Uh, if you've ever seen Nick Cave live, it's an experience the drama it's it's absolutely can be terrifying uh just the way that he has the lighting on stage and his suits are obviously always cut impeccably and the, the shadows that, that spark off of them are, are, it's sinister and it's beautiful and yeah if you and yeah he'll sit at a piano and rip you in half like you know and break your heart and then the next minute he'll be playing staggerly or or, or something yeah. like that which is just fucking terrifying and well, both of those yeah, Ian Curtis and Nick Cave are just ones that are such a presence aren't they or or, or yeah. seem to be s- such as they didn't have to they don't have to do much even though yeah. Nick Cave will but they don't have to do much other than stand still and do what they yeah. do and it's yeah. just this <gasps> awe-inspiring so, so obviously I'm, I can't have Ian Curtis I never as much as I'm old I weren't old enough to see Joy Division but I've seen Nick Cave <laughs> many times so I'll, I'll throw Nick yeah. Cave in the, in the in there. What about you, Glasson? Um, any of yours uh, been in movies um, um, written by starring people like uh, Quentin Tarantino and stuff like that? No, I don't um, think so. No. And um, George Clooney? No. So Juliette Lewis, I'd throw in there while you're saying Karen O. I right. saw, I right. saw her at The Great Escape. That's what reminded me of that. And she's much like yeah. that. To see, so I, you know, I, I haven't seen you yet, so I don't think. 
Um, yeah. And uh, and saw her at the side of the stage, and that was one hell of a that was one hell of a gig. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've got a lot of time for Juliet Lewis. Um, and then the other one, going back to the new, you got any new metal people in there? I've not. No. I thought I'd leave so, them to you. Yeah, well, I can't help but say if there was ever one person, if if you asked me, could you be, could you be swap yourself for one person? It was probably um, Brandon Boyd from Incubus. I think if right, great if, shout. If, if you'd yeah. have, if you'd have, uh, you know, if I could do body, if I could body swap and talent swap as well, then I'd probably yeah. be him because. Not only is a is a, a gorgeous man face? to look at. <laughs> yeah, I bring my. Not only is he's one of the most. He's just an arrestingly <laughs> handsome man. He's got yeah, really yeah. super cool tattoos. Like, how could you pull off a red ta- like yeah. red tattoo? His red and, tattoos um, were great. Yeah. And in like his lyrics always blew me away. For there was a solid ten year period where I, I felt that his lyrics were just the shit. And um, and show. and I fucking loved Incubus. Like I loved them hard. Th- like when Science came you know out, what? I think they were bigger. <laughs> they were bigger in our circle of friends than they were anywhere else. Yeah, if that makes sense. The Obviously, the, the, they were still a big band. But mm. I remember going to uni, and half the alternative kids hadn't even heard of Incubus. And it's like to us, they were like the main, one of the main new metally type mm. bands. And it seemed that yeah. But yeah, I completely agree. I remember th- th- that era. I remember, and again, this would be hilarious t- 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 to you guys c- c- because you can imagine how polite he would have been about it. Mm. I remember, or my brother f- f- found a tape and a letter I sent him uh, when he was <laughs> in Wales yeah. of an Incubus album and a, a letter oh. just saying, I think you really need to listen to, uh, to these lyrics. I think they're amazing. And you can also <laughs> imagine that Ian would have no interest in Incubus, particularly in that era. Um, but yeah, I, I I I made a tape of of one of their records and sent it to Ian because I was exactly the same at the time. I was like, the lyrics are just life changing. It's amazing. But yeah, yeah great show. Yeah. What's your well, three or two here now? Number I've two. Lost count. Number two. Fuck. Whizzing two. Yeah. What's your number two, mate? So um, this one, number one and number two were close, obviously. Um, so mm. I'll go numerically it's, it's weird, uh, famously yep, known for being in, close in all ways um, but Zach the De La Rocca oh, amazing against Machine oh of course just yeah. again the similar as you as you were saying with Frank Carter there on recording it sounds l- l- live as well and just the energy it gives me I still I've mentioned on, on, on one of my other podcasts I've got a playlist I put together for the character I'm playing out here and every now and then I'll go out for a walk to get in character and there's loads of Rage Against Machine on there and man it just it fires me up still oh. to, to this day it's been a long time since I've gone for walks at night listening to Rage Against Machine oh, man. but what you got I on there? What, love what, what, returning to it what tunes have you got on there then what helps you get double pumped almost everything off of the first <laughs> album again yeah. the best debut album in all, yeah. of, of all time in my opinion and then mm. um, Balls on Parade mm-hmm. um, How Sleep I Could Just Kill a Man Sleep Now in the Fire in there yeah there's loads of Renegades which are just incredible Sleep Now in the Fire yeah yeah how are you finding they're helping amazing you finding they're helping with your insomnia 
<laughs> fucking hell you worry that you can't sleep and then you're walking around at night listening to Rage Against the Machine <laughs> fucking hell that mellow you're right at just coming back proper fired up it's just but so yeah, well just written amazing it's such justified vitriol as well and anger in yeah. everything that they've ever yeah. written it's ne- that's as, as true and relevant and important today as it was when they when they released that record Every, like all so those lyrics, I didn't understand. yeah, yeah. So much I got angry along with, but didn't know yeah. the political thing that they were yeah, shouting yeah, about. Absolutely. And now I've learned and gone, wow, this is even, even more powerful and more important. Uh, I saw yeah, them, man. I saw them supporting S- Slipknot, um, and I wasn't particularly up for Slipknot. No, no, K- Kiss. Sorry, it wasn't S- Slipknot. Rage was supporting Kiss at Finsbury at Finsbury Park, and I left halfway through Kiss because I was. Yeah, just there for rage. They hadn't yeah. toured in the UK in my era of going to gigs, and yeah, just I'm I'm probably more of a fan of v- v- venue gigs than festival gigs. But I saw Rage at Finsbury Park and the Pistols at Finsbury Park around the same time, and they both just made it feel like you're in the dirtiest v- venue. It felt so energetic. It, there wasn't any of this kind of I feel far away or it's spreading out. The energy is losing, it's dissipating into the air. It felt so energised and, yeah, exciting. It's, it's so funny. I heard, a, 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 excuse me, a Run the Jewels remix uh, yesterday. I was playing it and it was, uh, and it's got Zach De La Rocca in doing a fucking, it's yeah. just, and it had uh, Fred Williams on it as well. And it's, uh, it was fucking, and Zach's verse, as you can imagine. I hadn't listened to his, him, for a while, for probably six months or something, I probably haven't listened to anything he'd done. And uh, and I was just like, oh my god, he he just ticks every box of a front man, and like his tone as well in his voice, it's it's just fucking incredible, man. And like I love Run the Jewels, yeah. and you know, El, I really like old pairs of rappers much as anything else, and yeah. and Killer Mike. And I agree. but fuck me, Zach was just his verse was absolutely pure fire. And it's another yeah. tenuous link. I also watched uh, yesterday a Run the Jewels where some lad had um, asked, like he was in one of their crowds, and he had a sign up saying, um, "Can I come up and um, um, do a song with you?" I can't remember what um, legend has it. I will, I will rap Legend Have It with you now. And they let him come up on stage and, and do it with them. And it's fucking... Love it. it just reminded me of the Green Day thing. Like they said, fucking yeah, come yeah. up here now and do it. And it was some lad rapping with them. Incredible. I think, I think a, 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 another thing that was clever with Rage was quite early on, their videos were l- l- little more than captures of their live performances. I, I'm yeah, sure the first it was, it things was. I saw of Rage was him on stage and looking like he could kill everyone in the crowd just looking so in so furious and so passionate that again i hadn't really s- seen that particularly in that era of punk i guess was all quite cheery and light and it was energized but it, it didn't look violent and and rage looked violent and that was just oh my god what is what is this i didn't get it I like, yeah. I remember like, I remember watching it like uh, a thing on Passengers, which was a late night thing on like Channel Four. It was really good, and yeah. it was all. I think it's the same episode, that, and I was watching it because they were doing a thing. They'd follow. They were following Goldie round um, LA, and he just released Timeless or something like that. So I was really just discovering. Well, drum and bass had just been born, and I was still a fan of like hardcore, and also, as in like 
beat dance music, not hardcore as in punk. And um, and also a big fan of hip hop. And I heard that. I remember it was bullet in the head, and it was just the end of it. And they were going, and these guys are blowing up everywhere. And I was just like, what the fuck's that about? I really didn't. I really didn't get it. I was a bit scared. And didn't understand it at all because it wasn't something I was into. And then, like a few, a year later or whatever, or two years later, I, I'm, you know, that's when I started getting into it again a lot through your influence, bit. And then I was just like, oh man, this is just the best music. I remember you me me playing that through my earphones in the back of a uh, with you um, in the car park of Palmer's, and I was just losing my yeah. my mind over over Rage yeah. Against the Machine. And uh, yeah, it's great great times. I um I heard uh, that it was Errol Orkin, uh the DJ was a warm up DJ uh, this little venue called the Gas Club and we used to go up we used to like take turns one of our mates and uh, and and one of us would have to drive each week knowing that that person was going to have a shit night <laughs> um, but uh, but I happened to sort of go there one night when I was having a beer and not driving and and Errol played um, Killing the Name and I was like what the hell is this and I remember just sort of going up to him and saying, "What, what, what's this record? And he went, it's just come out. It's called Rage Against the Machine. Blah. And I remember just saying, can you write it down? I think he wrote it down with like eyeliner on a bit of paper. <laughs> and I remember going to Southend HMV and saying, can you get me this record? And it was like, Harry got it up front, I don't know. But I remember getting that and then taking it to the toothbrush and going, right, let's see what this does. And it's like, to this day... You know, any of them singles from that debut album, Bomb Track, you know, Bullet in the Head, they're still incendiary. They still yeah. get the same response. And what you touched on there, Pip, as well, saying that, um, you know, you was, you didn't even know it so much what the politics were back then. That don't fucking matter, you know. That comes with oh, time, yeah. and that comes with maturity, and that comes with wanting to know more about the band. Uh, its very essence is that punk fucking energy and anger that young people have and want to release on the dance floor. And that I still see week in, week out, 30 years down the line. And I think like that I record s- could come out tomorrow s- and still sounds fresh. The, yeah. The, they've got to be one of the ones as a DJ at an alternative club that have maintained the best and aged the best. Like I'd, again, mm. there's a lot of stuff that I'd start to get bored of hearing at the, at the, at the pink toothbrush or whatever, but rage was always one. It's like, it still feels as as fresh as as it did. Yeah, uh, w- and, it, and it's when just, it first came out. And it's the fact it sparks that same reaction. It sparks yeah. that reaction where all of a sudden, the minute you hear dum 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 dum, all yeah. of a sudden, all the doormen and security just kind of <laughs> sort of sit up in oh, their seats a little yeah. bit more because they think, yeah. all right, this is a lively one, this one, and it's like because get it, and it is, you know, there was a time at that club. When the owner, Charlie, went, right, you ain't playing that record anymore. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> and he went, you're not playing Killing in the Name. And we weren't allowed to play that or Territorial Pissing oh, for about two of weeks. Not. That's and we incredible. was like, oh, come on. Yeah. And, like, and yeah, and we that, did. Uh, they had the same rule with break stuff if Chris was there, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so you no, get, he's in, we can't uh, play it. We can't you, play it. It's too dangerous. Oh, it's too God. dangerous. 
Oh, I'll never forget we walked into the one club in South End, Pip, and break stuff came on. We'd only been in there two minutes. And I think in about five minutes, I had a sort of like dodgy rib and my finger was fucking like swollen. And uh, yeah. But I tell you, territorial pissings for me might be my all-time lose my fucking shit song, I think. And that might yeah. be a what bit about, obvious what, for people. What about Turn Around? By, uh, <laughs> Molly was fucking singing that earlier to annoy me. <laughs> Um, Amazing. <laughs> um, um, well, look, before um, Pip uh, gets his number one uh, out of the way, um, what's yours, Chris? Um, so this is an embarrassing confession. Talk about half read what your top five was about. Molly asked me, she went, uh, what's, what's, what's uh, Pip's top five? And I went, top five men or women or and or women or something like that. She went, that's a weird one. I went, yeah, I know. Like, um, she said, what are you going to do? And I went, oh, probably some, probably a real person for once. And then she went, who? And I went, uh, oh, probably uh, Colin from It's a Sin. And she went, well, one, <laughs> that's not a real person, Chris. <laughs> and two, are you sure it's just people? And I was like, yeah, I think so. So my, no, my number one today is Colin. People. <laughs> my number one is a fictional character from It's a Sin. And uh, it's Colin. And if you've watched... If you've watched It's a Sin, Colin is just the most wonderful uh, human being I've on the planet. It, I've heard it's amazing. Ah, uh, mate, we we all need to be more like Colin. He's, 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 yeah. he's, he's a little heart I mean, Oh, no, I won't say. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yes. Colin's like everyone's favourite. Oh, right? God. Me and Molly, he's just melting our hearts. He's just, he's just the Love best it. human being, yeah. Yeah, when you, uh, when you get access to that out there or when you're home, mate, that, that's a must-see. It yeah. really is. Good, um, okay, good life performer is he? <laughs> yeah, he smashed it. I can't imagine he would be the the worst front man on the planet. I'd say, Colin, bless him. Brilliant. He can open Have up you got a photo your number shot. one, Stu. Would you like to, or do you want any more yeah. mentions before the number one or after the number yeah. one? Because I've got, I had to write a few down because it was a tough, a tough five. Well, I, I'll, I'll throw my one in, then you can you can run riot. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw uh, who I think, uh, who when I saw live, was the greatest frontman I've ever seen. Uh, like, his voice was one of the greatest voices I'd ever heard live. His performance was amazing. This is, I believe... This is embarrassing. He, I'm, I'm blushing. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, Dan Lassac. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Dave Garn. Um, because right. w- when I when I saw Depeche Mode in '92, uh, Crystal Palace uh, Athletic Stadium, uh, he he was dabbling with some 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 grotty stuff at the time, but whatever that done to him as a performer, my God, like, it, it was, was phenomenal. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, just just an incredible, and the fact that you know from where we're from was just mm. adds to it and yeah, yeah. just I- incredible front man incredible front man and uh and probably yeah he, he nicks it over nick cave for me nice yeah. yeah i love it well uh, before i do my number one then i'll throw in the three honorable m- m- mentions if that's okay because i do yeah. think they deserve a show and one of them is 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 tom york because I think he oh, gets yeah, he great. overlooked as totally. just such a unique frontman and such a a unique p- 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 presence and everything. Um, n- another one, Eddie Vedder. 
um, because I kind of I got to a point where I forgot that when I was first exposed to Eddie Vedder, it was him th- throwing himself off of speaker stacks and being <laughs> the absolute wild man rather than the deep voice standing and, and belting it out. Um, and then I've got one that would probably, if I'd seen them live, I reckon would probably have made the list, but J- Joe Talbot of, uh, of Idols. Um, the clips I've seen of live, he looks amazing, but just on record, he's such a good modern fr- frontman. I think it's tough for frontmen these days because you're always like someone else because <laughs> that's where we are in, in music. Everything's b- b- been done. But Joe kind of really feels he's like unique. he's got his own voice, his own his own. St- delivery his own energy it's not the same kind of franticness as frank carter but it's still there it's more it feels like he's got that franticness and he's doing everything he can to keep it under control which is equally yeah. as exciting to hear yeah so yeah there's something really primal about him as a performer live like yeah I, 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 and i think you know i know that, that they they yeah, there's a bit of bitching going on between them but uh, I, I think the last few years seeing front men like joe and Jason from Sleaford Mods, seeing yeah. both of them being at the forefront of indie music uh, and being older guys, you know, yeah. I think's yeah. really good. I think it's really interesting that, you know, the biggest names are not necessarily these young kids with guitars. It's like, oh, hang on, no, it's actually, it's about the music. I think the, we'll the, see more of it, too, as well. Yeah. Sorry. But, you know, I agree. Good's going to get the guitar. <laughs> yeah. No, not... To, there's a, li- there's a line... He's going to l- 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 learn those four notes he knew on the keyboard again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit business. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, on to my number one then. Uh, my number one is a band who kind of blew up, I think, from touring with Rage and were definitely billed as the new Rage or whatever, but it's, it's Cedric Bixler, uh, Zavala mm. from, um, from At The Drive-In. Good Just what a performer man just absolutely the times I've seen him in live one of them was with Chris and just the fact that he can go from Frank Carter to Prince in his performance style in mm. in, in one song just blows him <laughs> away he'll be the most aggressive and energetic but then he'll be dancing and he'll be a fl- a flipping the mic stand and s- spinning the mic around and doing a little kicks and it's like man that's just everything that I I, I want to watch and want to be, yeah, a part of. I love it. Can you remember, like, was it was it TFI they were on? And it was like, Maybe. there's this new band. And I, and I don't think they played One Arm Scissor. I think they played... Um, he's Rolodex, Temper, Temper, Temperature. Yeah, 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 isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it was. And, and they played that. And I remember just looking at it and... And I got that when I first saw Idols perform Samaritans on Jules Holland. I had that, like, fucking hell. Like, what's what's going on? Like, because I'd yeah. never seen yeah. people move like Cedric. Uh, and, yeah. And just He's exploding it, from being crouched yeah. to in the air to this side of the stage to that side. And, and, and not feeling like there's any way he could be controlling it. If you know yeah. what I mean, it's not like it's I'm going to run over here now and then I'm going to be at this side. It feeling like this, he doesn't know where he is at the moment. No, it's like parkour. <laughs> it's like it's like watching parkour yeah. in the front of a stage. He's running. He was run, when yeah. we went to watch him. He 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 was running around like a lunatic, and 
and we were right at the back. We we, we were like kind of in the rafters, like in a good place, seated. Yeah. seated. But it felt like even being that far back, and this was a little bit like what you were saying uh, with some of the seeing, like even like the pistols and rage in a, a festival. It's I still felt connected, even though we were that far back. And you know, watching a watching yeah. a front, you know, that's what a, a front person should be doing is getting you fucking pumped up, right? That's that's their job, and well, one of them. And he's he's amazing at it. I, I he's he's I reckon he could do a, an incredible floor routine uh, uh, at the Olympics with a microphone and a cable, like someone. Yeah. The way he twirls that fucking <laughs> microphone, he's like, "You're gonna have an accident in a minute." <laughs> I know, yeah. it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, so good. I love it. It is weird because it, it, it's like we've all kind of gone for front people that go 110%. Mm. And it's weird that, you know, because I often sort of look at, at, at Oasis that people go, oh, I've seen Oasis so many times. And it's like, for me, I, I, I like Oasis probably as much as the next man. Um, but they play the songs as they sound on the record. Mm-hmm. And Liam stands with his hands behind his back, yeah. and and great. You go and hear the songs, and I love the songs, but I don't need to see that live. Nah, like nah. because I, I'm not I th- seeing I think, anything. I think with something like that, you're there to see the crowd as much mm. as you're there to see the band. It, you're there I to be part of that u- unified singing along, which you can't get is. at home. Rather than the performance, it, you, it, it could be just. They're putting on a CD and you're all singing along. Yeah. They are. I mean, it wouldn't be quite the same. That's not a dig, but I think no. that's what I, you're there for. I guess the first two records Completely. were great for that, wouldn't they? Let's be honest. Like they mm. were, they are something. Like, they really were uh, amazing tunes. And yeah, like you say, you want to yeah. sing, you want to sing along and get into it beyond the performance. Uh, yeah. I heard somebody say, which is very similar. You know, Ian Brown being very similar to to, to Liam. You know, just you know, not a big mover on stage as such and and people yeah. said that you know those that got to them rosie's reunion show said it was like the greatest karaoke they've ever been to because yeah. you know yeah. all the words to all the songs and you're all there because of your love of this band they're up there and you're you you feel as part of it as what they do i imagine yeah. and so yeah. there's there's definitely merits to that as well um yeah. so yeah i do think there's 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 plenty of sort of more static front men that that still deliver an experience, but just a different one. Yeah, yeah, completely. Again, it, it it wouldn't necessarily jump out in a top five frontman list, but it might be in your top five gig experiences, because because yeah. because of that feeling and that yeah that unity. I I I, I remember I was chatting with uh, when me and, and Danny Lona were working on some some music in in LA. He was saying that at the drive-in toured with. Nine Inch Nails for a while, like when he was in Nine Inch Nails, um, and they all t- all turned their nose up at them and d- and didn't go and watch them at all because they turned up with like shirts and ties on and were like, ah, f- fuck this shit. So th- he was on the road with them for ages and none of the metal. And again, I think they had to overcome that with metal fans, particularly in that era. M- metal fans wanted you to have a black t-shirt and long hair, and that was it. And these dudes are there with afros thin trousers on and shirt and tie and years later he saw him at a festival or saw him on tv and he was like 
this is one of the best bands I've ever seen in my life. They're absolutely amazing. How did we waste that 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 time of being either at festivals with them or on the road with them? But they all turned their nose up because they were like, they're not metal. They're not a rock yeah. band. <laughs> so brilliant. And I mean, Completely shout out to Trent Reznor as well. Yeah. Honourable mention to Trent Reznor. 100%. Um, if you, if you get a chance on Netflix to watch the, the Song uh, Exploder series, uh, they do one where uh, Trent just talks about Hurt. And, wow. uh, and it's it's spectacular. That, yeah. It's it's a yeah. really, really good watch. Uh, you got some honourable mentions, Christopher? Um, just shout, just quickly. That we're talking about his voice. Again, he sounds live on a record. Um, even hearing him with Mars, yeah. like the Mars yeah. Volta, that, that first intro to, what is it, Deloused, um, in the whatever um, inertia ESP yeah. fucking insane he's howling on that um, I'd say Freddie Mercury I know he's not a big I don't think you're a big fan of yeah. um, Freddie Mercury Stu are you really but um, I do f- I think we've done yeah I think we did top five live gigs we wish we wanted to went to and I think that one I think it's at uh Bollocks, that Live Friendly. AIDS one. Yeah. Uh, did I just say yeah. Live AIDS? Uh, Surf Voyaging and Slip there. I think that would be, that would have been something else. And I do think he was a one fucking hell of a guy, Freddie Mercury. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'll, I'll go quite basic and say Freddie Mercury, I think. Mm. I'm going to, I'm just going to do a shout out um, for, for Dave Grohl. I just think if we, we, we're yeah. talking, you know, Green Day. Uh, and these big stadium-filling mm. rock bands that give you that experience, then I think Dave Grohl knows um, how to do that. Uh, uh, we've got to this point. We've even got to Dave Grohl, and we've not mentioned Kurt Cobain. No, no it's mad, is, isn't it? It's, it's kind of mad, isn't it? It was weird with Nirvana, because I think I got into them a bit just as 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 he died. Like m- My brother was a big fan, had, t- had, t- had tickets t- t- to see him on the UK tour that was cancelled because he'd... Sorry, he killed himself um, and yeah I think because of that I never really all I ever had was the records and the the only live performance that I I fell in love with but it wasn't particularly impactful as a front man was the MTV Unplugged so again in the MTV Unplugged is n- no reflection of their general live performance obviously but yeah for some reason it didn't there's there's another MTV me. thing yes. they've done that, and they released that as a record as well, that Live and Lad, and that mm. is fucking yeah, incredible. Uh, yeah. And and if you ever hear them do Drain You, when oh, we had Billy man, Lunn on, yeah. and he, we we done top five screams in records, yeah. when he does yeah. that at Reading Festival, like, and he just screams uh, at the in the middle eight in Drain You, like that whole concert at Reading, like, it's the shit. Yeah, j- so good, so man. good to so watch it, man. Um, yeah final honourable mention that has to be in there and I thought of it halfway through as we were talking about Rage is Chuck D great shot he's a front man it's it's, yes, it's, it's, it's it's a band and that's obviously yeah so era changing or era defining and genre changing and everything so yeah but yeah that's uh, an amazing shot La- last one for me I can't believe I'm saying this after Chuck D but Gwen Stefani <laughs> like she right. was in the, okay. she was in, she was in the okay. era of Brandon Boyd and I'm thinking if I could have ever been anyone in that era Brandon Boyd I'd have easily been Gwen Stefani as well she was fucking how, she was a wicked front woman Stu, how long are me and Stu g- g- going to drag this on waiting f- for Chris to say Fred Durst I don't know why it hasn't <laughs> happened yet why oh, I can't. I'm just waiting for you to mention Alien Ant Farm um, then we're done <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, are we? Are we kind of anyone I'm else? Bum, I mean, Gwen I'm Stefani. Bum. Bizarrely, I got sent Gwen Stefani's new show, record. Really. Oh, she's uh, wicked. A couple of days ago, and she's gone back to that kind of no doubt scar sound really? for a new record. She was great in tra- yeah. that Tragic Queen Kingdom record. Was amazing. Her voice in that is something else. Yeah. And you watch those initial. I you watch all those videos. Exactly. You watch all those videos back then of her. Being, like just smashing it out. She was insanely incredible as a front woman. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Proper held her own as well in those mm. kind of rowdy um, mosh pit type days where it's all elbows up. Absolutely. Kind of there was l- loads of footage of her performing and being proper killing it. It's a, a great show. I was kind of annoyed I didn't have more uh, w- 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 women in there, but I think all my... Most of the female singers I'm a fan of are, are solo artists. So if you're looking at Kate Bush or Bjork or Grace Jones, other people, yeah, yeah, all, loads of amazing I mean, people that would be in there, but they're all, all solo artists yeah, rather yeah, than, than yeah. front women. Shout out to um, uh, the Glastonbury performance uh, of uh, Dog Days Are Over by Florence as one of the uh, uh, absolute shout. stone cold fucking. Uh, yeah. performance like yeah. yeah Florence knows out of front of mm-hmm. band she really does I remember us doing a gig with her it was Florence and then us and then De La Soul in Manchester at this 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 little warehouse thing and that was the first time I met F- F- Florence and all throughout the evening I'd just every now and then feel a pair of arms around my waist and she'd just have turned up a, a, to hug me for a bit again I'm being me I'm being boring and just watching bands i'm not partying she'd stand there and hug for a bit and then vanish off into the crowd again and just every now and then i'd get a flyby florence mm. um while sexual, trying to watch ass- sexual assault isn't a laughing matter mate okay <laughs> no it's not <laughs> um pip thanks loads mate thank you it's been a pleasure gents oh it's been really fun Love it. Absolutely love it. Love having you on. Miss you, mate, as well. It's been a long time. And I uh, hope you're yeah, having fun out in guys. Canada. It's been fucking ages, yeah. isn't it? So wh- wh- when, you, when you're home, what's happening? Who fucking knows? Shall I, st- I stop recording now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm done with right. the podcast. And Bye, folks. Up or are you? See ya. Sure. <laughs> it's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.